This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name's Keen, and I am the season of the season. I hope love. I'm James. <laughs> and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, and it's good to be back. It is. I mean, that was some break. That was like, you rode off into the sunset midway through all winter season, never to be seen again. Arrived back, <laughs> a big time producer on Broadway. And before we, before we knew where we were, here we are back. It was only again. two months though. It wasn't even two months. Well, maybe it's just about two months since I've gone. It's felt longer. Yeah, yeah it has. I think, you know, I mean, any period of time without like a, a main season of Drag Race just feels like, mm. you know, exciting. <laughs> exactly but i'm really excited for this season four of of uk re- i guess we'll get into it in the main episode it's just us by the way this first episode back which is just us kitty girls um but there's a really exciting cast a fun challenge a good guest judge to get into it so let's kick things off Okay, before we start anything, I know we've got a bit of admin we need to do. We do. But before we do that, I want to know, if you're listening to this, does anybody listen to Squirrel Friends, the official Drag Race podcast with Eric Mappa <laughs> and Lolly Love? <laughs> if you're listening to this and you listen to Squirrel Friends, please DM uh, us. I feel poor Lolly Love and Alex Mappa, to be fair as well. Although, in, in some ways, every time I see Alex Mappa, I kind of just am reminded of how much I love Bo and Yang. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> For Lonnie Love, she was such a great guest judge on the actual mm. show that I'm like, why are you siphoning her off into some little warehouse for some <laughs> follow-up podcast that no one listens to? It's like the Love Island official podcast. Who's listening to that? We're all tuned into my pod on paper. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it, I, I imagine a lot of people in the UK listen to the official one. But yeah, in Ireland, it's all my pod on paper. So yeah, maybe some American listeners, do you listen to Squirrel Friends? Because you know, some people double, double book their time on the drag. Race true. recap podcast. But I, I don't. I, mean, um, I think that if you're if you're checking in with us, you're probably also checking in with Race Chaser, and then maybe United yes. Queen them as well. So I mean, I don't know. You know, it's it's a lot of Drag Race content. Yes. So you really don't prioritize Alec Mappa. Yeah. And Lonnie Love, really. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So last we've last week we finished Clankety Clank, our snatch game on the Dublin Fringe. I'm still like kind of on a high from it. I thought it went really well. Yeah, I I I was just so impressed with how the whole thing went. Um, I hadn't necessarily been involved in in much of. I didn't really come into actually doing anything for it until we got to the social media part of it. At which stage, yourself and Dave Coffee from phoning it in had kind of like brought the whole show together, brought the cast together, brought the concept together, got the set together, and. I mean, just over the four days, the the sheer buzz around the audience, the mm. like the reception that was coming back from people, it, even in terms of like people sharing stuff in their stories, it was it was amazing to be part of and to to kind of just see something that like really just worked, especially because it had come from that online show that we did last year. Yeah, and for see something just translate so well, I was I was very proud. I was you know like the the cool mom from Mean Girls, <laughs> <laughs> except for I was on stage. <laughs> yeah, because you know. It, uh, we were both like skeptical as to how funny would this be in a live setting. It's a bit of a difficult challenge uh, to be in character and come up. But you know, we've all seen Snatch Game. We know how difficult it is. But now it makes me feel like 
that's one of the easiest challenges in the world. Like everybody who was on it was really, really funny and did a great character. So I, I do think that Snatch Game would be much easier for the drag queens on Drag Race if they had an audience yes. of nearly 200 people <clears throat> watching them and laughing along and willing them to do well. Um, and also if they've been able to like neck a bottle of Prosecco in the dressing room backstage. <laughs> yeah, or if you're like lavender, <laughs> pour some poppers into your coffee and, and feed them to Alison Spittle. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Alison Spittle unknowingly taking poppers on stage was a career high for me. It, 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 yes, maybe I think it was. You know, maybe as I don't well. want to I mean, speak I do so. I do also think that the sort of the the pungentness of the the poppers spread around the auditorium, so like <laughs> people four to five rows back were kind of speaking after the show about the fact that they also felt a little bit buzzed from it. So, you know, we were bringing it all. We were bringing a good time, and we were bringing the high. <laughs> Absolutely. So, if you came along to the show, thank you so much for coming. It was great to sort of see fans of the of the podcast come along. And if you didn't watch this space, we, we might. Uh, clankily our way to another venue soon well the set is currently sitting in my in a shed at my house in a tack room in a tack room covered in 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 an old sheet ready to be just whipped out again for any any occasion so also if you're looking for wedding and wedding entertainment or birthday party (laughs) entertainment just get on just like get on to us we'll be able to whip it out i really couldn't see that going down well at a wedding no, neither could I. Neither the band, I. the band tidy up and then nine improvisers <laughs> rock up at the wedding in various costumes. I, considering the, the amount of bestiality that came up as well, I'm just not sure yeah. that your nan wants to hear that while she's waiting on the conga line. Well, my nan sure. was at the show with bestiality Bosco and she didn't have any complaints <laughs> apparently, so it was okay. <laughs> but to move into our next... The time has come, Kian. Yes. I'm afraid for me to hang up my microphone and bid farewell to the drag race. I know. What, I know. what a quick pivot. But yes, I know. <laughs> I know. What a quick pivot. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, I I, was thinking over the last while, uh, I think as everyone has been sort of since kind of coming back into the real world post-COVID, you've had to start being much more thoughtful about where you're putting your time. And I found myself, I'm going to be honest with you, having less spark when it comes to Drag Race and I haven't mm. found myself enjoying it to the same extent and I promised myself when I started this podcast that I would never become a bitter old person complaining <laughs> about Drag Race constantly and being the sort of person who'd be like oh god I'm so fed up with this and I was like I felt that happening to myself during mm. season 14 and all winners and I just sort of as well as that, there's other stuff I, I want to give my time to just uh, kind of related to work and stuff so I, I feel a bit emotional about it, though. I do. Genuinely yeah. feel a bit emotional about it. It is the end, it's, it's, it's the end of an era. It is. I know, but we've always said we have to follow the fun. And if you're not having fun, there's no point doing it. You know, like it's a fun job to do. But if it's not fun, then it's just a job. And then, it, you know, you have to weigh up. Is it worth your time? Exactly. And I mean, you know, it has been like a, like a, if you think about it, it's mad now. We're <clears> sitting here at the beginning of, of, of season four of mm. um of UK, which is three years or four years of, of us doing the show at this stage yeah three um and like it's been like there's been so many amazing high points in it but anyway we don't need to get into that emotion emotion lesson until the finale comes around when we actually have yeah. to have the, but you're you're you know, you'll be sashaying out of the workroom by the end of this season is what you're yes at the at the <clears throat> end of season four of uk i will be i will be sort of writing my lipstick message and i oh, will yeah. be i will be taking my statue of yourself 
out and like walking out of the worker and leaving you <laughs> to own the kingdom, the Sissy That Pod kingdom. <laughs> the statue of me. <laughs> do we do we end it with a lip sync? Do we do a lip sync battle and then I win and I have to send you home? <laughs> I think I, I think so, yeah. Or else okay. you get some prospective hosts to this could be next year, you could yes. be the, the, the Sissy That Pod drag race and that you have to like I don't know, somehow judge people to figure out who fills my shoes. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I am the Merle Ginsburg leaving yeah. after season four. <laughs> season three. Season three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, let, we're just focusing on James' last season, what's going to happen next year. You'll find out in due course. I haven't quite decided yet, but I'll be staying on with the podcast anyway. So it, it will be still around. Um, so let's get into your final season on the podcast. UK season four, episode one. Former guest on the podcast, Danny Beard, straight in there. I'm so excited to see what they're going to bring. Yeah, me too. Completely. I mean, they really pulled it out of the bag with this cast, knowing it was going to be my season, last season. Yeah. Of season of Podge. They're like, we need to get the icons and the legends in there. No, very excited to see Danny Beard. Danny Beard is an all round performer, obviously incredibly funny, uh, like a great sort of. Uh, it seems to be like a, have have a re- great mind for putting looks together as well. Mm-hmm. Would be interesting to see how they work over the course of the season, given the fact that they have quite a unique lane and mm. how the show doesn't really enjoy contestants who have like a singular lane that they they live in with their with their drag yeah absolutely and it was kind of funny during this episode to see that kind of bitchy back and forth with black pepper because every interaction we've had with danny beard whether it's on mic off mic they have been so lovely and nurturing and friendly and like you're their best friend the minute you start talking to them and like i'm sure you know they have their fun catty bitchy side you know when they're out drinking but like mm-hmm. we only saw that like snapshot of the bitchy side and i just was like wow this totally jars with the person i know from having them on this podcast yeah it will be very like it'll also be very interesting to see how the how how like, do they, will they ever reference Britain's Got Talent? Like, but I mean, like, I, I know at this stage. to say their time on this podcast. <laughs> will they ever, will they have the balls? Will they, will they have say the, it to cojones, the cojones to say that they were on Sissy That Pod? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, like, they, they kind of haven't Britain's acknowledged, like, even in, in the meet, yeah. in the meet queens, everything, they're like, oh, I'm an icon, I'm really well known, they don't, they don't mention that, so it'll be interesting to see, because obviously with the Britons, the, like, the framing of them with Britain's Got Talent again was, well, they were, they, they were kind of sweet and light, and there wasn't that kind of, like, it was funny and camp, but not mm. bitchy, and I did see a couple of edges kind of coming out with Danny, and I think that might just be the way that they interact with queens, you mm. know, I mean? they just, they have that sort of naturally cattiness, but it isn't actually intentional. Yeah, no, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do. And it's interesting to hear, because um, obviously Ch- Cheddar Gorgeous is someone that we've known before and are big fans of, but the same, even the queens in the room seem to be like, okay, they're the two big stars here. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, I wasn't mad on, so Danny's Meet the Queen's look, this like liver bird, blue, ostrich feather, ostrich feather yeah. was dreamy and spectacular. Mm. The sort of like leather daddy vibe of a thing that that they came in for the for the for their entrance like wasn't loving for it and kind of gave me a little bit of like the rue for you look on the the main stage mm. as well like it was kind of like sort of plainish black thing they looked well constructed it did but it was a bit boring 
But I think and, that's and that, okay. And the Meet the Queens thing just wasn't boring. So I'm like, yeah. I'm hopeful for other looks to 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 show me other sides. Yeah, that's fair. Like I do think sometimes you don't have to put your best foot forward with the entrance looks. And I think like for them, to people who don't know them, I think like how they paint is what what they wanted to make stand out in terms of like that yeah. white face and the blue yeah but, compared I mean, to the apparently now you will have better. to apparently now you will have to, to to put your best foot forward at the entrance of now that Rue is judging them as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get we will get to Starlet Baby was up next uh, I think I'm really going to like Baby I get a real sort of fun kiki queen in there who I think is going to be a real personality queen very very similar mannerisms to taste in the talking heads as well like the sort of like the mm. kind of you know like like very overly dramatic I really enjoyed them in, yeah. in this entire episode I thought they were they were fantastic and you can tell as well that they're going to be a really fierce lip syncer and a performer just in the way they carry themselves so yeah I really enjoy Baby I think I, I, I'm in baby's corner but I will never put baby in in that corner, corner. Yeah, in gotcha. that corner because I'm in it already <laughs> well now now that you are, will, will, will be ending your time with the pod you won't have to worry about your sissy that pod wardrobe which is whenever we are doing anything we feel like we need to wear something somewhat jazzy and one of your go-to sissy that pod jumpers is the jumper that pixie polite is wearing in the talking heads my jumper is making celebrities of people. I am blown away. If if you happen to come along to the Wednesday night, Thursday night, I, I Thursday. can't remember. Of um of of clankity clank, you will have seen me in the jumper that was soon to become Pixie Polite's uh, confessional look, and, and probably the best look they wore all episode. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know, where did you get it? How much did it cost? You know, give us that like fashion bag. So, it came from Philip Normal, which is a queer fashion brand from London. They do sort of um, kind of meme t-shirts an awful lot, like a mm-hmm. lot of kind of very very like traditionally British kind of humour. A lot of Natalie Cassidy, a lot of Bianca Jackson, all that kind of stuff. And they also do like some of these. Um, another of the jumpers I wore over the course of our clankety clank thing, the Dom top one with the little oh, dog yeah. on it, was also yeah. Philip Normal. Um, but yeah, I I would say that that is my consistently most complimented item of clothing that okay. I, I I own. When I go out, people will always gravitate like, oh my god, that's gorgeous. Where'd you get it? Also, though, it is consistently the piece of clothing I have that most people assume I've made myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so take what you will mixed, from that. Yeah, mixed metaphors <laughs> <laughs> there. Um, Sminty drop from the house of Kendall and from Lancashire. Throughout the whole episode, I just got Christopher Sachi. There's a couple of them, and Starless is up next as well. I think the two of them, like, very just Crystal Versace makeup. Uh, and I I, I kind of got, with Sminty Drop, I kind of got a little bit of, like, Crystal Versace look with sort of, like, going for, like, a Gigi Good vibe mm. in, the, in, the, in, in, the, in the look that they were bringing. I, I did love their looks on the runway. So yeah, like me that too. Definitely, yeah. That definitely kind of... But I, I was a very sort of, like, my, my only notes about Sminty Drop was... Hmm, massive mouth. That was all I wrote. Okay, I didn't I didn't notice that. Like I liked the entrance look with the horny shoulders and I didn't actually notice the horns on the boots until the photo challenge. Um like I'm very excited for them. I think they have a really interesting perspective and I think it's actually a more heightened 
sort of style than Crystal, I think, to a certain degree. But I think she had some good looks as well. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I just can... don't want her to get the hall pass to the final that Crystal Versace got. No, completely. I want to turn it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, I, I, I think Graham even said about about her, or was it Rue said about her that like we need to see if she can perform as well. So I don't yeah. think we're going to see that again. I would like if like they seem to have a good personality. Like, would they made a couple mm. of jokes about like people thinking that they're a bitch, but it's just the way they paint, and like there was some mm. humor there, and even the fact that within their mind they were able to come up with the antiques roadshow kind of look and that like Marie Antoinette thing for the the it shows that there is something working under the surface yeah. that would suggest that there's going to be more there but we'll want to see how they work in a performance situation yes, definitely and on to the subject of a person who will fail in a performance <laughs> context starlet <laughs> with her one performance background originally from south africa wearing rue's favorite entrance look in the workroom of all time i didn't love it i mean i thought it was very beautiful but i also thought it was very much like a like <clears throat> sparkly gown is kind of you know table money or table entry whatever that poker phrase is for like coming along to drag race like i don't think this is that <laughs> unique your analogy yeah i don't think it's that unique either like i i it, it doesn't it doesn't give well, i guess it gives me her point of view in drag which is old, old school glamour but i i kind of feel in the Meet the Queens and in her second look on the runway, and I kind of feel with this as well, she, I think she kind of neglects the waist down in the front. It's kind of just like tights. It's not that ornate. She she said something that really annoyed me where she was like, oh, for me, it's all about the look. And then she was like, oh, if you're a dancer, if you take away the costume, you're, you're just a dancer. It's like, yeah, that's why it's impressive because they're doing the dancing while covered in the stuff. If you take away your drag, you're just a sort of annoying boy with a weird whiny voice. So like, I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy Starless and don't no. feel like they're going to grow on me because I, even in this episode, like I, I assumed they were in the bottom. Me too. For for some reason, when, when they're going to, on reflection, both of their looks are flawless. I really enjoyed their Patsy look. I thought it was, it was like, it was well put together, but like, you know, kind of with absolutely zero attempt to, to create a character along with this. But um, yeah, hopefully they're not around for too much longer. <laughs> to put it mildly, <laughs> not, yeah, we'll get to the runway, I guess. But yeah, I didn't. I like. I liked her in the Meet the Queens, but when you say things like "I've only done one performance," you know, you're yeah. drawing bad attention to yourself. Our second Irish queen in the competition, John Purse, blonde, giddy up into the into the workroom. Um, I. For someone who worked as a stylist and is formerly a fashion editor, I think some of the fashion choices were interesting. Yeah, they were giving ploughing championships in their Meet the Queens. Mm. Um, and it was all very kind of like name drop, name drop, name drop. Like I think, I, I don't know. I am yet to be impressed, I think is what I would what I would say. Um, I didn't love the entrance look. And it, I, I don't know again I, it was very it, it didn't have a whole lot of perspective yeah but also like this this is me being like oh, like she's like oh I'm oh I'm second Irish queen here but it's like yes and I moved to East London 14 years ago and I never looked back it, it, I don't know like I mean yes she is like obviously a 
She's not an Irish queen in the same way, say, Blue was an Irish queen because she was like working in like the Maverick. Well, I guess she still lives in Belfast or she did while she was competing, whereas John Pierce has left. But like, there was a lot of, as we say back home. Yeah. Stop, stop. uh, What's that thing called when you like, stop Irish facing John Burr's. Stop Irish facing. Greenwashing your drag. Start greenwashing your your, your performance in order to try and get some of our our love over here. One of the queens who was a huge social media hit when the Read the Queens came out was Black Peppa. I I loved. Love her. Loved this. I generally didn't know it was a mask. Really? (laughs) (laughs) The first face reveal on Drag Race. But like it didn't like when she put the mask back on. Then I was like, oh yeah, that's clearly a mask. But when she walked her first time, I honestly didn't clock it as a mask. Come through, yeah. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> it was no. great. I lo- uh, loved it. I also love the explanation of the name, which is like I like a bit of like I like a bit of spice, and also Peppa Pig is that is that bitch. Like, yeah. have you ever seen that clip from Peppa Pig of the? No, the, like, I didn't know what she was talking about. So there's a clip of Peppa Pig and honestly, if you haven't watched this, like go to your YouTube forever and watch it right now. It is Peppa Pig wants to learn to whistle and <laughs> she's frustrated because she doesn't know how to, to whistle. So she picks up the phone and like rings some friend of hers and was like, oh my God, I need to learn how to whistle. Will you be able to help me learn how to whistle? And the friend is like, oh my God, whistling is so easy and does a big like whistle and then Peppa just like hangs up the phone. <laughs> just hangs it up. <laughs> and it is like it, it is that particular moment that obviously Black Peppa is referencing. It is. <laughs> it's iconic. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I'm going to watch that right after this. <laughs> it's like so relatable. <laughs> Um, Just May was in next The Jerry Halliwell impersonator Essex Queen Really gave me Cheryl Hole in the voice Like I think if you closed your eyes You could definitely yeah. hear Cheryl Shazza At several points I quite liked her though I like um, I know she You know Spoiler she goes by the end of the episode But I was looking forward to see What she had to What she had to give oh, <laughs> I don't know I, <laughs> I are, are you going full on roast mode because you're like I'm not gonna have to like, deal with the fallout of this when we come yeah, to exactly I've I've I've, I've taken I've uncorked the port and I'm ready to get shifty no uh, I I saw like a deadness behind the eyes of just me the entire time that they were kind of and I I. I I don't know, like, I also think, like, so if you're going to come in there, say, like, Derek Barry, and you're going to be a, like, a, 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 a illusionistness mm. is kind of your thing, then you need to really, but I guess, like, you need to really be doing it extremely well, whereas it was kind of like a camp drag version of Jerry from the Spice Girls, only if Jerry from the Spice Girls had someone do a Trixie Mattel YouTube makeup on Yeah, them. the makeup was a, was a weird choice. Yeah. And like I mean, I get it. Like in a way, you know, she explained that she hasn't been doing like makeup is not her strong suit. It yeah. doesn't need to be. You you can be like tremendously talented at drag and not be great at makeup. But it just was like there was so much patchiness. And and also like I found like throughout the Meet the Queens throughout this episode, it, like she was leaning on Jerry Hallowell like this sort of like 
crutch the entire way through. And, but also didn't see, because even like the, the, when we get to the photo challenge, the photo challenge was like literally recreate an iconic Spice Girls photograph. Yeah. And she didn't even do it well. Well, I didn't have an issue with her leaning on Jerry for the first episode because we're getting to know her and that's her, that's her main shtick and she's going to give us a shtick. That's, I was okay with that. I guess it would have needed to feel more like, like I would say that like 90 Spice Girls Jerry was considerably draggier and more OTT than just May was at any stage in this episode. And actually there was no characterization of Jerry. She was like being herself via... Uh, visual you know representation yeah. of Jerry red wig and a silver streak I do think <laughs> <laughs> well when if the category is dead behind the eyes next up is Dakota Schiffer who I don't, is this I just I, I don't see a whole lot of drag in their performance in their entrance look in their runway look like the, if you talk about the makeup the makeup is very pedestrian I, I, I get the vibe in that it's that kind of like Euro trash kind of like 90s uh, sort of supermodel. I, mm. I understand like exactly the character. I, I really do. But I don't think like there's first of all, there was a, like a timidness and the, like the weird sort of like handmaid's bunny tail kind of like, you know, sort of playboy mansion of whatever place that the handmaid's tail is kind of like look when she came in like. It, none of it is really kind of it, it's the the costume isn't really elevated enough to speak for itself mm. and or she's not bringing enough character to it to carry off the elements of it but i think that she is stunningly beautiful and i also think that she came alive in the lip sync at the end of this she did. in a way that i did not expect no like <clears throat> she reminds me a lot of Jirigi from Drag Race Spain season two. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But Jirigi was such a demented demon <laughs> that yeah. like you didn't need that big transformation on stage because she was just such a unique character. Dakota seems to miss that. And so we don't have a visual transformation, but we don't have a personal transformation either. And that's kind of what I feel I'm missing. Yeah, I, I as well, like a couple of times throughout it and even like in the reaction shots on the main stage, like there was a real sense of like, she's so shocked that she's there. She's so surprised that she like, you know, didn't go home. She's yeah. so surprised at the fact like, like, you know, it's like kind of you need to believe in yourself a bit, like or at least project that you do because otherwise like, you know, the way dragons will eat you up. Your mm-hmm. inner saboteur will be exposed for the world to see. And then before you know it, you'll be packing your bags. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I think she's really cute. In and out of drag, uh, like I think I'd like to be her friend, but yeah. I I'm just I'm I'm not getting the mission statement so far. So hopefully she can up her game in the next episode that she can hang around. Copper Top is uh, incredibly campy. Queen makes a tea bag reference. I think their look was pretty polished on the entrance. I really enjoyed them all episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I I was I probably my favorite queen of the the episode I would say was Copper Top. No, that's that's not true. Black Pepper was my my favorite queen of the episode, mm. but I really enjoyed their pieces to the camera, their their, their confessionals. I, I thought that they carried a lot of the narrative along with them. I thought that they were quite compelling out there. I I really enjoyed them. I was surprised that they were in the bottom. Me too. We'll get there. They definitely feel like one to watch. Though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the penultimate queen, Lefeel. Really fun, 
get like that sort of pop star look with the Jean-Paul Gaultier inspired conical breasts. Uh, also from Breakout, like our fellow podcast friend, Javina DeCampo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I like that she's bringing the Chinese heritage through to the British drag. Yeah, I I really like the energy that the Phil has. Um, mm. I think they seem very fun, very camp. Um, like, but also like I think we'll be able to do like kind of will be a look queen, but also can do some comedy. I'm excited to see them do some like <clears throat> performances. Um, at, like an acting challenge or a snatch game. I think they'd be fun at. Yeah. Also makes me want. I like. I look at them and I think. I'd love to know what your pronouns are out of drag. Maybe we'll get there. Right? Like, it's a very femme presentation in and out of drag. So I'm curious mm. to know how, how they identify. And then finally, the legend that is Cheddar Gorgeous, uh, alien deity. I just, I never thought she'd do the show. Cause she's like, like, this, like, I just imagine she saw Ginny Lemon and how British Ginny Lemon's drag was and how, Rue just gave it a middle finger. <laughs> yeah. And she'd be like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be disgraced. But Rue seemed to put like props to her name and stuff and gave her like the, the uh, yeah. dotted cap. And I, I was like <clears throat> wondering because obviously like we have had like drag royalty walk in there in the form of Joe Black, Ginny mm-hmm. Lemon and, and like those people have not traditionally done very well. Now, I do think that while Cheddar's looks are like out of the box and like very different and like really are kind of like unique they also do satisfy a lot of what drag race is looking for and that it is kind of like the cinch waist you know that that kind mm. of thing so and and they seem very flexible in in what they do so I, I would say that it was a calculated decision by them that they were going to go on this and that they knew that they'd have to bend a certain amount of what they do mm. to suit into the show's box i was delighted they didn't go home first because i had assumed that that was what was going to happen oh really <laughs> I just just based on the yeah. way the show has been, I was kind of like, oh, okay, right. The big big name will walk in, and then they'll be straight back out again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so excited to see her point of view throughout the whole show and how she will grapple with this conformist box that Rue will try put her in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the entrances. Uh, I thought, like, did you know Rue's suit was moraying? I did not know that. When, I mean, obviously, someone, some, someone in in production is too scared to go up to and say, "Sorry, it. you can't yeah. wear that." And did you also notice that they obviously had not yet edited the um the rumail message? It was still Her Majesty done already done had hearses, oh. which in the week following the the death when Her Majesty was in fact done in her hearses, not exactly the right way. Well, to I do was it. worried when they were talking about Auntie Beeb that he was about to say the queen uh, that was going to be another queen look and I was like oh well timing no I didn't notice that um, do and you, you think they'll change it to his majesty done already had his <laughs> or their man their majesty done already done had theirs is. I think their majesty done already, done already had done theirs is would actually be good because it's gender neutral as well yeah and it's it's so uh, like overtly over the top that it's fun <clears throat> yeah yeah unlike um, King Charles so. okay. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, the photo challenge was to recreate that Spice Girls entrance into the 2020, sorry, the 2012 Olympics. I don't know if there's anything much to talk about in that, really. Like, it was just a fun chance to get to see them interact yeah. with Rue. I mean, you know, this photo challenge is the same photo challenge that they do every time. It's like, here is a setup and a get up, stand in it, 
now we'll blow things at you and throw things at you. Yeah. See how you react to that. You know, and I mean, in a way, obviously, I think it was interesting because it gave Rue a chance. Like, you don't really think about the fact that actually, other than being there, Rue wouldn't have had a chance to see what their, like, entrance looks Mm. looked like. So, also, it gave Rue a chance to, say, talk to, to Cheddar Gorgeous, which was... Like, I, I mean, like, that seemed like Rue sort of acknowledging, I'm aware of who you are beyond my drag empire. Yeah. Like, it does speak to the fact that, like, Cheddar Gorgeous is on another level to to, to some of the other some of the other queens. Yeah, definitely. But, there hasn't been a good photo challenge since Jimbo got that fan of a face. No, no, there hasn't been. No. Uh, um, Black I, Pepper I, wins. I, yeah, I was going to say that the, the the moment they were recreating is iconic, though. I absolutely mm. loved that. I do not even know how many times I've watched that Spice Girls performance on YouTube. I don't think it gives a whole lot of scope to reinterpret, though. Oh, no. Like, if the car had been driving, that would have been, you know. Yeah. Like, get up there now. Like, the iconic <laughs> moment is that it's the Spice Girls and that the five of them are back together. True. Standing in a trolley on top of a black cab. Hmm. You are you are right. It's not it's not it's not giving kind of you know Annie Leibovitz or yeah. name another iconic photographer. But her Brits. Yes, it's not giving any of those. But you know, I do like the reference to the moment. Um, yeah, there wasn't a huge amount really to talk about them. Like none of the, the photos. Like it really was Black Pepper that like did something unique and interesting and took that opportunity to kind of just like you know show off more or less like with all this like acrobatics and we get the bit the bit that i assume primed the two of us to assume that scarlet was going out starlet was going home was you're very shy how can we have your shell are you holding back so i was like oh here we go just going home yeah. uh, <laughs> so i assume you were the same well uh, i was the same with that but then we got a very quick moment of just me being like i'm anxious about being fat and i was like oh right Bye. <laughs> you know, throw your stuff back into your IKEA suitcases. Before we get into the runway, I want to let you know that this week's episode of Sissy That Pod is brought to you by Threshold. Threshold is a national housing charity and is launching a new phase of its award-winning awareness campaign, Own Your Rights, and it's designed to reach private renters throughout Ireland. I mean, all you need to do is turn on the radio or chat to some friends and you can hear a litany of reasons why it's so stressful to rent in Ireland at the moment based on how few properties there are, based on the quality of the properties and based on how shady certain landlords can be. This campaign was launched in response to the unprecedented and urgent crisis in the Irish rental market and Own Your Rights is now in its second year. The campaign is designed to raise awareness of how Threshold can provide tenants throughout Ireland with the immediate and urgent assistance they need at a time of unparalleled need for renters. As Ireland is gripped by an ever-escalating cost-of-living catastrophe, these tenants continue to be unfairly affected by the Irish housing crisis. Ongoing rent increases, both legal and illegal, are putting further pressure on already financially squeezed renters alongside other ever-present housing issues such as illegal evictions or persistent problems with poor rental property standards. And I'll interject here and say so far we've been really lucky with the landlords that we've had, but I've heard stories from friends of the old, I need to kick you out because my child's coming to live there, or like redo it all up, bump up the price, and then like get around the whole rent freeze rules. 
so I know exactly how shady they can be. And Threshold's Own Your Rights campaign also highlights the mental health impact of Tennessee issues on renters while providing them with essential advice and support to help them address their housing problems. Threshold's own first-hand experience on the front lines indicates consistently high levels of stress and anxiety among tenants around Ireland brought on by the crisis situation in the private rental market. Threshold is ready to help though. Any renters experiencing any issues with their rental property can avail of their help, including urgent support for those in really precarious positions. These supports include a confidential free phone support line, 1800 454 454, as well as their online web chat and one-to-one assistance from trained, qualified advisors who can guide a tenant through all of their legal rights and entitlements. So if you want to engage in this, if you think it's appropriate for your situation, you can go to threshold.ie, confidentially call their expert service advisors on the free phone I mentioned earlier, 1800 454 454. That's open Monday to Fridays, 9am to 9pm. Their web chat service, Monday to Fridays, 9.30am to 5pm. Or just check out their website or you can send them an email. And this is a really important service because not only is there a housing crisis, there's also a homelessness crisis. And we know statistically that queer people and especially queer youth are more likely to end up homelessness if they're kicked out of their home because their family do not accept their gender identity or their sexuality. So this is a really important campaign. I'm really happy I get to share it with you. And if this is ringing bells with you and you think you might really benefit having a call a threshold, that number again is 1800-454-454. And the campaign is called Own Your Rights. Okay, let's get onto the runway then. Um, I didn't think Joanna Lumley looked great. No, she didn't. Keep her away from Liz Truss. Yeah, love her. Love her vibe. Right, she wasn't looking the best. I hope she's okay. Uh, the first look was I the have to, on, jo- on Joanna Lumley, though, oh, yeah. I have to say that I... Felt her contribution to the actual runway was non-existent. Minimal, but like yeah. within the judging, she was very good. And yeah. like, you know, like you kind of got a sense that she had, I think gives a bit more credence to the fact that maybe when guest judges come along, they aren't fed lines in the same way that the the, the actual judges are. So you get some people who are just like, I don't know what to say here. Yeah, um, well, unless her, there was some, some runner who was feeding lines into Joanna's ear and she was just ignoring them. She took out her earpiece. That could have been it, yeah. <laughs> In which case, that would be iconic. Um, yes, yeah, so the first look was uh, the BBC-inspired look to celebrate the 100 years of the BBC and the second look was the Who Are You, which was just, I guess, your example of your drag. Yeah. I like the hometown look. I'm ashamed that's gone. Like, I think the best first challenge was season two, hometown and gay icon. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the hometown thing was kind of wrapped into their Meet the Queens, though, because that was supposed to be like the oh, theme of okay. that Meet the Queens was like, it's meant to relate to your where you've come from. But I do agree that it's nice to have like a hometown element to this because it, it kind of gives people more of a direction with what to, where to go, where it's just saying like, show us the best drag you do. Like it leads people off in weird directions that maybe they end up making choices they wouldn't. Yeah, alternative. Because it wasn't like the final runway drag excellence. It was like tell us who you are via drag, which is like yeah. kind of what you've done in the Meet the Queens and kind of what you've done as your entrance look already. So it's like finding a new way of spinning that up. So yeah, the way I got like was looking at these and and judging this was had the person 
taken an interesting concept and done something like either taken an interesting concept and just done it or had they like taken sort of a dull one and made something interesting of it because there's a lot of people who looked well but there it, it that was where it stopped you yeah. know i mean like it was like they hadn't added anything extra to it i do also say that i loved this runway but I would like to rewatch it with the actual runway music underneath it because that flat happy birthday song made it sound like the dourest sort of experience. I was kind of digging that happy birthday song. I was like, oh, I'm into this. I don't know. I just felt like it didn't kind of have the power of the, the like traditional yeah. runway. So it was a bit kind of like flat. Yes, somebody listening can re-rip the episode and then re-soundtrack it with a little bit of love. Please do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm, uh, first that. up was Cheddar Gorgeous, who gave us the test card clown. So I don't think we've... Have you Have you seen the test card? I have, actually. Okay. As a child of the 80s, I also remember the test card. Okay. Um, and I thought it was fantastic. And also, like, excitingly presented. Like, you know, all of the, like, throwing stuff. Like, I do think there was probably a little bit too much done with the, like, having to jump at the ground to collect all the noses. Like, I did think... Mm. Get, I... I Really enjoyed it though. I thought it was very cleverly done. I don't think that she needed the the kind of big screen at the beginning. No, I think that that kind of distracted a little bit. But I thought clever idea, really well executed. So I was I was into. I've that. definitely seen I, I those was. those screens where it's a black and white, but there's like a a border of like the primary colors or whatever. And I really love that that came through into the into the dress. Yeah. So I thought this was a really strong opening look from. From the Chad head. Um, do you want, we just do both looks by both queens and go down? Might be the easiest. Thing yeah, to do. Like that's because I, I didn't love this gold post-industrial alien deity look, which was kind of like both a Thor but also like a coal miner combined. Yeah, it it felt a little bit, and this is like, hey, please don't ever call me out, but it felt like a little bit like it could have been made there as part of a, as part of like a challenge that mm. they were making there. Um, I thought she looked really cool. I loved all the headpieces and like the, the art on the face. I thought it was gorgeous. Um, those like cagey things, the like, whatever they're called, like on the Bustles? side. Yeah, the bustles. We've seen like a, quite a few of them on the. I've learned so much during this podcast. I know. 2019, you, the only bustle I knew was Darcy. <laughs> Living for her. But then, you yeah. know, she got replaced and now you've got these bustles instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, 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 I didn't like it as much as the first look, but I did think it was really good. And I, like, I mean, I would have said that Cheddar possibly deserved uh, a spot in the top for for the two looks combined i think following the first one and given her reputation i was disappointed with the second one ultimately so i would have i would have put her like top safe um john purse blonde gave us blue peter and then she gave us motorcycle leathers done in a sort of american football style now because i was taking notes i didn't actually catch did she have a blue peter badge on no, I don't believe she did. I am going to say right this very moment, though. Don't you dare do Blue Peter and not give Illusion of Antia Turner. And don't you dare do Blue Peter and walk out with a prop of some kind and have it not be the Tracy Island from Thunderbirds. Like, if you were going to make those references, this is where you need to be hitting. I thought it was really dull. It was just a white dress with some blue sort of, like, trimmings sewn onto mm. it. She had the ship thing in the hair, but, like, I, I didn't... I didn't I didn't gag. 
I know she made the verbal reference of here's one I made earlier, but to have like something and then to reveal it into like a finished product. I don't know. Like that to me is the go to Blue Peter catchphrase. Now, I wasn't the Anthea Turner era. I was Connie Hook. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's the go to phrase for me or Blue Peter badge. Yeah, or what are those things? Those pipe cleaners. Like everything with yeah. pipe cleaners. Like have <laughs> so some pipe cleaners involved. Or you know? uh, pap- papier mache. Papier mache, absolutely. This yeah. is what we need. You know, Or mm. bring out a guide dog. That's what yeah. we want. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> uh, Lefil. Oh, yeah, sorry, the second hey, look from Jumpers. Motorcycle <clears throat> rearranged into some kind of fetish wear. I kind of, I kind of liked this. This was my favourite thing that she, she wore throughout the season. I thought that it looked... But I, I don't know. I think this is, like... And I'm going to wait till next week till I see, but I think that my problem with her so far has been that the wigs haven't matched the outfits. Like, all of the wigs have kind of felt sort of, like, kind of 40s starlet style. And then, mm. say, you're wearing it with... Well, obviously, the one with the Blue Peter one didn't because it had, like, that the, it was more ornate. But the fir- the entrance look in this, it was just... I don't know. It felt like different hair with this outfit would have made it more interesting. And I know I just complimented it, but I don't actually know what it says about her. In the Rue Are You look, it's motorbike leathers done into like an American football style, and they're your dad's leathers. I didn't, it actually hasn't given me any. Gays love their dads in leather. They, <laughs> they, lo- they don't like their dads. They love their they leather love, daddies. They love leather daddies, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not sure if I know more about her from this look. So mm. maybe I'm more on board than I thought. Lefeil, big fan of her, did not like her pudsy. Pudsy was messy. It was a fun idea. And yes. like no one else did it, which I was like kind of surprised by because, you know, you get two Mr. Blobbies. Pudsy has been like much more present for many more years. Ah, but like, there's no... No, you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no. I, I did think it lacked a certain amount of um, finesse. Yeah. Like it kind of felt like she'd ordered like a Snuggie off the internet and then put on some barriers. Yeah. I can't even remember what else was going on with it. Like even even how Black Pepper reimagined Mr. Blobby, it was like, it wasn't even a reimagining of Pudsy. It was just like a half, half completed Pudsy. Yeah. 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 Whereas I loved her Union Jack superhero look. See, I didn't get you. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. I love that red. And when she was talking about like red is like full of, it's a color of look within the Chinese community. It's joy and warmth and that celebration. Kind of thing. But actually, she sees, she herself as a, as a performer seems to be full of like celebration, joy, warmth, all of these things. So it is like actually like, this is telling me something about you. I didn't see any Union Jack in it though. There was oh, like a I little did. bit of a blue tint in the hair, but that was really all... I noticed. Okay, I didn't see the Union Jack colours, but I saw the, there was like straps down the centre of like a plus and an X. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. My old eyes are... are it was red down. on red, you know, so mm-hmm. you need to get yourself a, a pair of bifocals. I was, and I was just, I was too busy just getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, the, at the Union Jack. Yeah, exactly. How dare they? <laughs> uh, next up is Minty, who gave us Antiques Roadshow, um, which was really fun. You know, that, that lampshade look was great. Yeah, I absolutely thought it was probably one of the best things on the runway. Like, one of... Yeah. Uh, just like, just such an intelligent, intelligent choice as well. Like, it was 
very unexpected that you know you would get someone who's kind of like a young fashion queen mm. would choose to do a show with stuffy as like antiques roadshow and then would be able to interpret it in a way that really was incredibly impressive i loved it i thought it was really clever i i do think it was funny though that obviously everything they're going to wear on the runway they're going to have to literally like sort of limbo underneath the uh... <laughs> the door to get in absolutely I mean now that I think about it if I were to nitpick it for me Antiques Roadshow is more associated with porcelain figurines but it is lamps but I don't really care because it looked great and I did give me Antiques Roadshow but the the combination of latex and lace I'm sure I've seen it before but it just looks so striking how well it was done, like how yeah. creaseless the latex was, but yet how plush the lace was, and then the high hair. I just thought oh, this was like a ten I out of ten. Look. The wig, the wig was gorgeous. That sort of weird Marge Simpson, sort of Marianne, it is yeah. stunning. Like she looked amazing in 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 both of those looks. She yeah, absolutely 100%. belonged on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baby was up next She gave us Rasta Mouse Who's a character I didn't know And then she gave us The red puffer tracksuit look Which I, I just, adored Oh loved that That puffer tracksuit Was absolutely Amazing. stunning Yeah I just realised obviously As I was writing notes Sort of like Rasta Mouse Question mark Not familiar with their work <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Nor am I Nor am yeah. I I guess it's some sort of cartoon I feel like I've heard people reference it before, but I wasn't sure. The other thing I saw about, like, they show, like, the, the brief photograph of it. I really felt like it was kind of lazy because it was just, like, it seemed, like, the only, like, re- the only thing relating to the character from the TV show seems to just have been the house and, or the hat and the and the dreads. Because mm. um, if I remember from the image that they showed, it was wearing, like, a little kind of, like, jacket or something. Um, and I just, I felt like there was a, there could have been more. Oh, the the TV show aired between 2011 and 2015. Oh, so we were too busy fighting for gay marriage at that time then to be watching (laughs) Rastamase. We were in college when I was in college. It's a show uh, about a reggae band made up of crime-fighting, mystery-solving mice. I love the sound of that. Yeah, go back and and give it it a watch. Uh, So yeah, I wasn't familiar with their work, so to speak, but I just love that red puffer jacket too. I think that's one of my favourite looks of the night. With that, yeah. that sort of traditional Nigerian hair piece that they had, and it, I, I, I could see Monet exchange in that. I think, yeah, absolutely. you know, it was it, felt, it was all stars class. Yeah, because I actually felt sort of similar to one of the looks that that, that, that Monet had had actually on the like, but still very different. Like it, it didn't like feel like the it one was the like, trans flag colored yeah, tracksuit yeah. with the yeah. exactly yeah. yeah with the bustles. Uh, Yeah, absolutely love that. Dakota Schiffer gave us a Dead Behind the Eyes, Undead, Anne Boleyn. Oh, let's just, both of them were like last minute into the Halloween shop. Can I get an outfit, please? Like there was, Mm. like it didn't feel like there was, like this is the thing of like, it's like kind of, oh, I want to be this character from this show, but I need to make it edgy. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll wear like stockings and suspenders. And it's like, yeah, that's not enough. And to say make it's it from Horrible Histories. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, had you actually just done like a proper version of that outfit, it would have been more exciting or more interesting. Mm. Or had you just picked like a different, like it felt very much like it was like, oh, I have this headpiece that's kind of like Anne Boleyn. So I'll just sort of, wedge that in as my character somehow 
yeah. rather than being like, oh, I'm going to make something. Yeah. And then like with her other, like I thought she looked gorgeous in the other, um, in the kind of like, it was like the mint green, mm. like prom dress thing, which with the, the, what was it, the very timid train? Humble. She said humble. The very humble train. Which is such a read. <laughs> but i kind of like i kind of understood that i was kind of like this oh is the me kind too of like, yeah like i was sort of like you could see but like the look i was like i i recognize i kind of like you know i don't know the sort of girl that you would have seen walking beside donald trump in like 1989 like i, mm. I get that you know no i do i do get the sort of um h&m model vibe off it all right but it doesn't yeah. excite me really because it's not it's not heightened i don't think. yeah the, the, yeah that's exactly it it's like even though you know where you're going for it's like if you're on drag race it needs to be elevated yeah um just may gave us the queen vic bust in east enders and then I'm skipping danny beard oh we are my apologies danny beard i this was my but mr blobby and then a sort of um yeah they didn't know how to describe the second look but their interpretation of mr blobby was my favorite i loved this latex club kid Face Keeney. I just thought, what a fucking brilliant way of reinterpreting Mr. Blobby. Yeah, yeah me completely. Uh, I totally agree. Like, I... I both both of the, the, the Mr. Blobbies were so completely different mm. that, like, they, they kind of avoid any kind of, like, comparison in, in some ways. Like, they both were fantastically done, but I definitely did probably prefer... The version that um that Danny Beard did, I thought it was it because it captured like that the... dementedness of Mister Blobby of like running around rah, 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 and running into things and like and I think that even the baby doll shape made it like kind of fashiony as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was so clever. No. Yeah, and I, I do. I think that probably they would have or Danny probably could have been in the top, except for their 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 Brunomi look was very. I don't know because like, if I think about kind of like what I would know Danny Beard for like if I'm like thinking and mm. this is me probably like thinking back to kind of times gone by but it is like like a bodysuit and a kind of like a military hat look like it is yeah. kind of like that sort of vibe <clears throat> so I kind of think like why like I, I don't really associate Danny Beard with kind of like a metallic mini dress yeah I, it was like pinstriped metallic iridescent but then they had like like a flat top but it wasn't a hat on. Yeah, I, I found it hard to describe. Like, it looks like a nice garment, but yeah, it didn't wow me. No, and I, I, I don't think it, like, and I suppose, like, Danny Beard is probably the, the queen from the cast that you would be most familiar with. So yeah. for me, I was kind of like, this doesn't really look like, if I was going to describe what I thought Danny Beard might wear mm. for a kind of, like, this is who I am thing, this isn't necessarily what I would have assumed. Yeah. No, I think that's that's fair, especially since we're comparing it to the Meet the Queens, which are then you know I think which was better than this. And yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, um, but I, I, they get so much good graces from me for the blobby that I'd put them in the top. Yeah. Um, of the cast, uh, just my yeah, the Queen Vic bust and then the Jerry Hall- Jerry Hallowell dress. I thought the Jerry Hallowell dress was fun. I thought it hit the hit the mark for what she was doing. She's a Jerry Hallowell impersonator. She's wearing a Jerry Hallowell shaped dress in the shape of a Jerry. They Hallowell were pictures of her though. They were pictures of her though. Her as Jerry Hallowell. Okay. Well, okay. still like I, I thought I just, I don't know. I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. I didn't love I, it, but I think it, I think it it hit the brief. Yeah. I really enjoyed the EastEnders reference. It was a clever interpretation, but it was executed quite poorly. 
and yeah the face just like the face wasn't in drag it was just painted black copper. face almost. yeah brown um, <laughs> yeah coppery face um yeah but fun well, idea I, I i do think it was a fun idea and like it, it kind of made you think like oh this is someone who can like think outside the box like no one else thought to do something in that vein y- you know you kind of think back to say something wong's uh, like stamp look in the, mm. the first season and it's like if if she'd been able to elevate the execution of that to like that level i think that she would probably she definitely wouldn't have been at the bottom because it would have you know it would have saved her and all it would have taken i think is like to have had something kind of covering like going down to cover the the like the messy fabric that was yeah. all around the skirt yeah yeah fun idea though uh copper top gave us julie walter's soup sketch and then the ginger fag look i really like both of these i when i heard they were in the bottom like the other six i thought they were definitely in the top i thought the julie waters was a really cleverly character portrayal i think you got it from the look and then the ginger fag i thought maybe the the ulus beside the fag could have been maybe a bit more elevated yeah but i lo- like i got i got the reclamation straight away as soon as they did that and i thought it was such a lovely idea yeah i i agree i probably i think that probably they could have done the and and the eulis maybe in different colors so that yeah. there was like kind of a more obvious kind of like moment and i i also think like it was unfair the way they were judged on that for the the two soups kind of thing because i, I it's a sketch i have watched i don't remember when i remember hearing someone talking about it i thought it was rupaul talking about it that it, that it prompted me to watch mm. but i can't really remember it but i sort of think like it was a specific reference to a specific moment in the BBC's history, it was kind of like referencing the amazing comics and TV shows. Because I think actually was it Coppertop that was talking about how those characters in those shows allowed like queer and different queer kids and p- kids who don't fit the mold kind of see themselves somewhere like people in like Gimme 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 or any of these places. Like it's yeah. it, 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 it and I, you know I kind of think like it was probably one of the only ones in there that was well I, we'll have our Del Boy in, in in a few minutes, but it was I don't know I I just judged harshly. Yeah, and it was like unhelpful critiques, which was like, oh, it, you, you stayed the same character, you didn't take us on a journey. And I was like, but yeah, but I was being a character in a sketch. Yeah, but also like none of the other, like, I mean, did, did Anne Boleyn take you on a journey? Well, Boleyn Anne Boleyn ended up journey? at the bottom as well, but but, um, <laughs> but did Rastamouse take us on a journey? Did no, Pudsey? You know, did, did uh, yeah, did pixie pilot did mr blobby take us on a journey no like it looked good didn't take us on a journey yeah yeah maybe bullshit the critique. Was it, the, it was a bullshit critique and maybe the issue was like that the, the, the actual outfit itself looked like it wasn't like amazingly well made or it wasn't like amazingly detailed but i felt like both of those looks showed more creativity and more kind of like independence and and uniqueness than many of the others so it was a bit unfair i felt to have them in the bottom yeah, and I, I love Graham, but I just think his critique of, like, the letters look like I could make them, and that's bad. I, uh, I was just, like, not helpful either. No, I, I really didn't like that critique, because I was like, you know, yeah, okay, go out and get sewing classes, and you could probably make any of these looks. Like, you're not there to kind of be, you're not judging whether or not it looks like you could have made it, really. You know, you're looking to be like, has it done the job it's meant to do? The job it was meant to do was tell a story about someone, like, it literally told mm. us more about, like, this told us more about who this person is than pretty much any of the the other 
contestants. Yes. And it's like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, but even though you really fulfilled the brief, we're going to take some weird, like, yeah, it it felt like, I don't know. I guess we'll see as they go on through the competition, but it felt like maybe they were like, we'll put this person in the the bottom now because then they'll have like a a rise up through it. Like a bimini. Yeah. Uh, Starlet gave us Patsy Stone in the first look and then I kind of like a Tinkerbelly look in the second look. The Patsy Stone was good, you know, to be fair. But I wonder, had Joanna Lumley not been sitting there, would she have been in the top? Um, I don't know. And here's another thing. is I remember someone did Dame Edna in this, like maybe last year or the year before. I can't remember. And, like, one of the big critiques coming out of it was, like, oh, you look too polished and put together for that character. Was or that was not Lily, Lily Savage? Savage? Yeah, that yeah. was Ellie Diamond, yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of a bit, like, is this too, like, put together for Patsy Stone? Like, Patsy Stone is, like, the beehive off to the side, the, like, hmm. makeup smeared, the cigarette kind of thing. You know, but anyway, that's nitpicky, probably too nitpicky, but she looked stunned. She yep. looked stunning in her second thing. Looked beautiful, Tinkerbell, kind of, you know, gorgeous. Christmas tree, fairy. It was just very, go girl, give us nothing. So that, absolutely, you know, yeah. I, I, I think as well, like, Starlet's a look queen. Mm-hmm. Starlet is not going to be a personality queen. It was kind of amusing to watch the fact that obviously she's clocked now that this is a thing that's been sort of, um, has been raised about her. So like, at the point at which she has had the ability to like make input, she's now tried to like be a bit like zanier. So it's like when Rue was like, you know, oh, you're safe. She was like, whoop do doo or something like that. Like there, was like, <laughs> like there was kind of like a moment of where she was like made a weird noise, which was kind of like, look, I'm zany. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting to see. Because like if she can burst through her lack of experience and like give a good snatch game she could win it because Rue seems to love her yeah absolutely and that would piss me off Pixie <laughs> Polite gave us an amazing I really loved the Dell boy thought the Dell it boy was, was so was good such immaculate detail in there such it, great characterization the, the Rue Peter badges and the oh brilliant yeah it was it was and like everyone else was having fun with it as well like it was yeah it it, it, it it's such a pity that the 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 whole Ray the of room, sunshine, yeah, that was just so kind of oh, like that Amateur. that Del boy, that Del boy was at, at like the, at like a hundred, and our ray of sunshine was 50. at zero. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a zero. It was like <laughs> off the top of my mind, it was better than. Um, River was, Medway's fruit bowl but yeah. like you know and it was better than some of the other ones but like just as a concept tell us about yourself I'm Maria Sunshine okay yeah what, more more what she said is that she has patchy fashion um, <laughs> yeah. and when it's she's unreliable like, <laughs> yeah, when it's like camp she can you know knock it out of the park but when it comes to something else like it's a bit just yeah, yeah. Finally is Miss Peppa gave us the second Miss Blobby of the night and then she gave us a gorgeous uh, quality street, I guess, was that what we were going for? A milk yeah. tray, that you know, the yeah. purple uh, purple wrapping and then the chocolate. Um, I loved that second look. I felt just because it's drag race, I was like, I feel she can't win because her headpiece fell off, but loved it other than that. And I didn't like Mr. Miss 
ginger blobby as much as I liked any beards. So she was a strong top for me, but she wasn't my winner. Yeah, I love both her looks. I thought that she looked fab. I think of the top three that we had, she would have been my uh, she would she was the person I would have picked to win. Um, I yeah. did really love the. I loved the purple oh, no. look and and I actually really enjoyed the fact that when the like thing fell off, like there was like obviously just a moment of like, oh, okay, I'm just going to leave that there. Like mm. there was no, like, you know, the classic pheromone kind of slip and fall. And yeah. you, you know what? It was Kylie Sonique's trip and tumble yeah, exactly. rather than um, pheromones trip and slip fall. And fall. Yeah. Um, no, I would have, uh, my tops would have been Sminty, Danny and Copper. The copper ended up in the bottom, and I would have mm-hmm. given it to Sminty as the win, and then I would have put Dakota and Starlet against each other in the lip sync for your life with a with a just may just safe. I I probably would have put just may in the bottom, but okay. other than that, I'm 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 agreeing with you across the uh, across. I I actually think that I might have put uh, Jobber's blonde in the bottom. Actually, I think that I probably would have left Starlet at safe because this is a look challenge, and that she has served mm. looks, and I think that. Yeah, so I would have probably put Just May, Jobbers, and Dakota in the bottom. And I might have put, um, I definitely would have had Black Pepper and Sminty in the top. And it might have been either Cheddar or Danny Beard. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm happy Black Pepper won, though. I was I was worried we, she would kind of get a sort of overlooked vibe that she'd be a fan favorite. So I'm glad she got the win. I was like, even though I would have given the win to Sminty, I was worried a win for Sminty would have kicked off at a Christopher Sachi arc for her. So yes. I'm glad I went to Black Pepper overall. Uh, the lip sync song was Let Them Know by Mabel. Real Love Island core song there. And I personally don't think it's interesting enough for a lip sync song. Um, but no. Dakota turned it. No, Dakota did an amazing job. Dakota mm. owned it and was able to do a brilliant lip sync with it. I... I hope that they start reaching a bit further back into the back catalogue. I would like some like classic British hits, uh, you know, in, in, in the lip sync. We're kind of getting too much sort of, you know, Dua Lipa, Mabel, Anne-Marie, you know, Becky Hill. Like there's just, there's too much of that going on. Mm. We need to like go back a bit further and start like having a few more of the forgotten bops of the past. Because for me, um, Mabel, like in this idea where some music is for the boys and some music is for the girls, Mabel is really a song for the girls, but it's not really a song for the gays. Like I don't think you'd you'd see people losing their life here in this in a gateway. No, you wouldn't. It's a warmer up song. If if people were on the dance floor, they'd probably stay on the dance floor, but yeah. no one's getting up to go to go on the dance floor. You know, but you might actually leave the dance floor yeah you, if you're if you're thinking actually i'm a little thirsty you mm. know or perhaps you know my bladder is a little full i need to yeah. you know then you, you're probably thinking okay this is a this is a um this is a a, a, a bop break and i can i can head off to refresh Some, myself somebody did mention the cheeky girls and i would love to touch my bum on on, on, <laughs> on the main stage i mean why not i would <laughs> be not? here for us uh, <laughs> so because we didn't do a meet the queens Will we make our predictions now? Who's gonna? Who's our top three? I think we're yes. gonna agree. But go on. I go feel. It. Oh, I don't think that both Danny and Cheddar are making it all the way to the end together. Okay. I feel like one of those is a sacrificial. So I would say, based on today, Black Pepper, 
Danny Beard and Coppertop. No, I'm going for Danny Beard, Cheddar Gorgeous and Black Pepper with Baby as fourth. Okay, okay. I just, I feel, yes, you're probably, you could be very well right. No, you're probably like more right than me. They'll, That's they'll, crazy. they'll have to get, they'll have to have a moment where, where one of them like goes. I think that that, the one thing I'd say is that we're not going to get another Joe Black moment. No. Where like, you know, this sort of icon of British drag is just kind of like kicked out. Like I think that Cheddar, Cheddar's reputation is going to be respected. And I think that obviously Rue made that clear even in talking to them. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely who do you think is next to go there you go um so next week is the yastonbury challenge it seems to be girl groups yeah is it it must be three girl groups there's 11 of them throughout three four four and three yeah um so starlet i would say starlet and dakota in the bottom yeah um yeah and yeah i'm worried for john Pierce because i do like them and i'm worried for the fail just because of the edit i feel the fill is uh the filler queen and that we'll have them till like just before the middle of the season and then they'll go yeah. like i could see them maybe going at like snatch game yeah hopefully maybe. Not. i do really like them they seem very charismatic they do. Right, they do. so that's the first episode of the, your last season. I mean, an emotional turn. We're gonna we're gonna wrap me. it up in the same same way. That's the second episode of your. That's the third episode of your. Exactly. Every and, and then you know it'll all come out that I've signed an NDA and I'm not able to speak about my experience in Sissy Pod for like four years. Yeah, and there'll be blind items about how we're feuding. Oh, so very I can't exciting. wait. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out in all the usual places: Instagram at see that pod you'll find us wherever you get your podcasts if you're new to the show thank you for coming along and uh, we'll talk to you next week same time same bat channel nice. yeah. mm. bye bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.